May God's abundant grace, mercy, and peace be yours on this holy night. The beloved Christmas carol that we sang a few minutes ago, O Little Town of Bethlehem, was written by Philip Brooks while he was meditating one Christmas Eve overlooking the city of Bethlehem. And one line of that carol intrigues me every year when I sing it. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. It's a lovely city, Bethlehem. How many have been there? A few of you have. It really is lovely. Back in Jesus' day, though, it was a small city. It wasn't all that well-known or great. I mean, it was just a regular little city. And there were hundreds or thousands of villages greater or more charming or more illustrious or more well-known. But yet, to that town, to that little city, everybody's attention turns tonight. And it's not just here in San Francisco. It's all over the world. There are pilgrims in Bethlehem as we speak who have come from all over the world to be in that place where we say Jesus was born, to honor a child whose destiny it was to bring salvation to us all. In that town and in that child are met the hopes and fears of all the nations of the world and every year from that point to the present. And in those hills there were shepherds as well on that night so long ago. Humble people, nothing in their world would single them out either for distinction or prepare them for the stupendous events that were about to happen and would change their lives forever. God moves in mysterious ways, indeed. So God chose the lowest, if not even the most eccentric folk, to become the bearers of the good news. Humble nighttime workers who would never be the same because of it. We don't know the thoughts that filled these people's hearts as they did their chores under the star-studded sky. I suspect that there were such hopes and fears that surged through the hearts and minds of all of us here tonight. I suppose that maybe there was one of the shepherds concerned about his children. Maybe another was anxiously asking herself, What am I doing with my life? What have I amounted to? Maybe another shepherd was worried about health or longing for sound body and mind. I would not be surprised if some were not worried about their aging parents and others looking about their own nation and wondering if they would ever get out of under the burden of the government that was overseeing them at the time. 
and all of its shortcomings and all of its uncertain future. Certainly, there are people like that in our world tonight, hearts filled with both hope and with fear. Somewhere there are parents concerned about the safety of their children growing up in the world that we know it, or fearing battles with forces of evil that threaten their children's very souls. Somewhere tonight there are families keeping vigil beside sickbeds or deathbeds, praying that God's will be done. Somewhere in villages that once knew freedom, people talk in hushed tones about their future at the hands of their neighbors who are strong and ruthless. Across the earth, the story is written again and again. To be human is to hope, yet to be human is to fear. You might think that the sudden shining of God's glory, the appearance of an angel, would be enough to calm human fear, to bring peace to the worried heart. Not so, the writers of the Gospels tell us. When the mysterious brightness of heaven, the Shekinah, the glory of God, engulfed these shepherds, their first reaction was one of terror. They were sore afraid, is the way one translation puts it. Human hearts are not conditioned to jump for joy when God breaks into our lives. Quite the contrary. The shepherds were afraid to look at the brightness of God that was so intense before them. This, too, is human and part of the biblical story, from Adam who tried to hide from God to the psalm writer who said, You have exposed our secrets by the light of your countenance. To Simon Peter, who after he denied Jesus, sank to his knees and cried, Go away from me, Lord. To have the searchlight of heaven turned on one's human condition is a frightening and devastating thing. The human soul is sometimes afraid of the light of God and seeks to escape it. Certainly there are people in the world tonight hearts filled with hope as well as fear. Somewhere there are people who doubt the existence of God, who are disappointed with or angry at God, who wonder if God loves them anymore. There are people who have heard from others that they're not good enough or faithful enough for God's all-embracing grace. So they expect God's anger and punishment and condemnation. To stand in the glory of God is to have our life exposed. Such experience is not necessarily easy, nor is it always joyful. The shepherds, when they saw the light, were full of fear, And so might we be. 
But then came the greater surprise to their trembling, fear-filled hearts. God's messenger finally spoke. Do not be afraid. For you, the news is good. A joyous thing has happened. Tidings of great joy for all the people. For to you, a child has been born, a Savior, Christ the Lord. Whereupon the heavens broke open in a thunderstorm of song, a multitude of the heavenly host in a mighty hallelujah chorus singing, Glory to God in the highest, and peace to all on earth. Though by nature we sometimes might fear the light, God bids us, do not fear. I do not come to destroy you. I come to save you. I do not come to cast you down. I come to lift you up. Ever and always, it is the same. We tremble to feel the presence of God. But yet, when we hear God's message, the news is good. A Savior is born. I come, says God to us, to take away your fears, to give you hope and joy instead. That is the message of this holy night. God comes to heal the troubled mind, to restore the broken heart, to fill us with peace and righteousness and courage. God sends this child, this newborn, to take on our flesh, to carry our fears so that we don't need to carry them anymore. Can you fathom a God so full of love, so touched with the feeling of our infirmity. This child is born to bring new life to our worn spirit. The God who made us and sustains us, who knows our very thoughts, our sighings, our yearnings, our needs, this God answers them all in this child of hope. Let us go over to Bethlehem to see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us, the shepherds said to each other. They lost no time in trying to find Jesus. They lost no time in sharing with others all that they had seen and heard because their lives had been transformed in this new child, Jesus. And so might ours. The astronomer Carl Sagan once wondered if humans might someday travel all the way to the stars. Until recently, most have considered that idea rather foolish. Distances are too far, our lifespans are too short. But using Einstein as his guide, Sagan demonstrated that the faster one dares to travel approaching the speed of light, the more time is given. 
That means it falls well within our realm of possibility that human beings might leave this earth and arrive within the region of the stars. Then Sagan concludes with this tantalizing word. The stars are accessible, but only to those who will go, not to those who stay behind. Christmas calls us to meet Jesus tonight with all of our fears and our hopes. Christmas also invites us to live into the life of Jesus It opens wide the possibilities of salvation and hope and peace and joy for us, our families, our nation, and our world. May God's abundant grace, mercy, and peace be yours this holy night and forevermore. Amen.